You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. God Identity Podcast. We are a faith-based platform where we influence creatives to live authentically in pursuit of their purpose. So if you're passionate about impacting lives, monetizing your gifts and talents, and you desire to grow a relationship with God, then tune in to our podcast. We are so glad to have you a part of our community. Welcome back to the God Identity Podcast. I'm your host, Arnesia. And on today's episode, I have a special guest. Her name is Vernisa. Say hey to our amazing listeners, Vernisa. Hey, listeners. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. So Vernisa is um, an amazing woman. She actually helps women to reclaim their voice by discovering their their values and core values. And she's the founder of Reclaiming Your Voice life coaching, an up-and-coming author, and board member of Life Turning Point in Philadelphia. She believes that honoring your needs and discovering your values and core values will begin your journey to reclaim your voice all the while discovering God and rediscovering yourself. What an amazing bio. I love it. I love it. So of course, like I would love to hear from you regarding like you know, what inspired you to begin reclaiming your voice? Yeah, um, so much has inspired that. The main thing that has inspired that is just my own life journey. Um, I am 49 years old and so much has happened in my life that I had to realize that the bottom line is I didn't know myself. I was not clear of who I was which had allowed a lot of difficulties and challenges and things that I accepted throughout my life, um, I just went along with, and I should not have. Um, But me realizing now that the reason why a lot of things happened in my life, even though it turned out for my good, because that's what God does, but I didn't know myself. And discovering who I am around my own values and core values and my needs played a huge part of reclaiming your voice, even being a thing, but absolutely what has helped me in my life to reclaim mine and even have an understanding of what that is. Yes. And I love how you broke that down because I feel like it can be so relatable. Um, Right now, there's a lot of people who are trying to find themselves And when you can tell us, like, you know, you didn't know who you are, but you found a way to reclaim your voice and build this amazing um, experience to share with others. Like, what would you say for someone who is looking for their identity? Like, how are some ways that you can actually, like, you know, help them to reclaim their voice? Yeah. So one of the things that I I teach and I talk about regarding reclaiming your voice is. You have to, one, one huge thing is you have to be ready to be vulnerable and really accept who you are. And that's hard for a lot of, so it's hard for me. (laughs) It's It's hard for many people because it will put you through a grieving process because 
you are now looking within, okay, well, this is what my mama said I was, and this is what my daddy said I was, and this is what the family system says who I'm supposed to be. So coming to a place when you are ready to shed all those, those shouldas, those, well, I'm, I'm my, this to mommy and that to daddy. It's like, but besides them, if you put all that to the side, and I always talk a lot about society too, because that plays a huge part, especially in um, our community as, as black women, it's, it really defines also. So it brings it, well, my mom and dad said, I'm my family said, I'm this, but society says I'm supposed to be this. And it's, we have to come to a place where we are like, look, God, who am I? Who am I? You know, and seek out the God, not the God of the church, but the, really the essence of who God is for you in your own walk. So being becoming ready will look like it's being vulnerable, really being ready, you know, and come to a place of self-acceptance that, hey, OK, I'm going to put all these things to the side, what I thought was true. And it's be like, OK, let me just do the work within myself and really so seek. Because when we get closer to reclaiming our voice, you know, that will look different to everybody. Because we have to figure out, well, what is my voice in the beginning? And really, where did that even start? You know, I mean, your voice can even start when you were a kid. And I know like some people say, oh, I cried a lot when I was a kid, you know, and, and I'm a 70s baby, right? So it was this huge saying back in the 70s, you know, be seen and not heard. Well, be seen. And so am I not supposed to talk? Can I not express myself? Well, like, what does that mean? If I have a need, are you going to shoo me away? Right? Are you not going to see me as important of what I'm explaining to you, whether you get it or not? So all of those things, I feel strongly about it, that it, it comes to a point where it's going to either help us reclaiming our voice or hinder that. And we have to walk that path for ourselves. Amazing. I love how you broke it down because... I heard a few things be seen and not heard. So being that there's others who are in the same mindset, you know, I don't know who I am or like growing up as a kid, I had to, I didn't have a lot of ways to express myself. And so I'm thinking of that person who is, you know, 20, 30, 40, whoever they are, they are still struggling to actually speak up for themselves. And so how is it, how do you tie the two together when we say, you know, discovering your core values and then finding your voice to speak up for yourself? How can someone put that together in case they didn't understand? Yeah. So let's go back a little bit of what values and core values are. Okay. Right. So values are as a belief, both of them are a belief system, but the difference between values and core values is that values Values are up for discussion, right? I'll compromise on my values. We can have a discussion about it. Core values, they are non-negotiables. Basically, I don't even want to hear what you got to say. Like, this is a non-negotiable in my life that I am not willing to compromise on. And it is a, it is a clear distinction between the two, right? It's a difference between, um, I always said I wasn't going to date someone if they smoke. And you get into this relationship, y'all kicking it, feelings are coming in, and then you walking down the street and they whip out a cigarette. You ain't know that. What? Hold up, wait. You, I didn't know you smoked. 
But in that moment, you have that decision to make. I really like this person. What am I going to do? Am I going to say, okay, hey, look, I like you. Let's keep getting to know one another, but can you not smoke around me? Versus you have this non-negotiable regarding health. So let's say health is a core value of yours, whether taking your medication on time, whether you working out and all those things, health and wellness, where did that originate from? Possibly that could have originated from in your family history that it's just a lot of health issues. And now you're an adult taking care of yourself. Like, listen, I'm, mm-mm, I can't deal with nobody that smokes because that is a non-negotiable for me because I have to take care of my own self. Right. So that can look like that can also look like that, too, regarding the difference between values and core values. And when we look at core values, because there are non-negotiables, a lot of our non-negotiables are a piece of us. It's part of our personality, how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves in the world and how the world see us. Right. So when we're thinking about that age bracket, especially in the younger 20s, so like the early 20s. That's the that's the the, um, the growth of development when you are looking like who am I like what I like am I going to have a lot of friends am I not what am I going to do and then as we get older it's like you know we always say the older you get we don't care about nobody what the one says but here's the thing with that in that time period we can say that but I really believe that we still need to have okay what what do I mean that I don't care about no one's I don't care about what no one says. What do I mean by that? Why am I saying that? So I'm saying that because my non-negotiables, here's another example. I am going to go to church, whether church in the building or church online, whatever the situation is. Don't call me around 11 to 2, right? I'm not going out 11 to 2. I'm not going to do anything around that time because my faith is my core value. That is a non-negotiable. And you set up these, what I would say, practices in your life that expresses of that's who you are and how you are seeing yourself in the world, period, right? So core values, values and core values can change and it depends on your needs, right? So, and that's something else that I talk about regarding honoring your needs so that you can discover your core values because needs and core values, they come together. And I would also like to say emotions also plays a part. So like two of the most frequent questions that I'm asked about that is how do I know what my values and core values are and what's the difference? So I already explained what the difference is, but how can we discover what our values are? Our needs are greatly important and our emotions. And I dare to say, those are the two things. And if I go back into family systems, they're all the top two things that we are told to ignore. We are, to- we are told to ignore our, va- our um, emotions, excuse me. And we are also told to ignore our needs. How are we going to be able to function in our life if we don't know what our needs or our emotions are? And I know for a lot of people hearing the word emotions, automatically, the automatic thought is bad emotions. Oh, it's bad. I don't want to feel bad. I don't I don't want to go through that. However, even those emotions that we feel as though are negative, 
they are the key for us to know what our core values are. And the more we are not in tune with our needs and our emotions, it's going to be difficult. How are we going into relationships and not knowing what our needs, our emotions are? We're not going to be able to communicate that to other people. They're not going to know even who we are. Like, well, I don't know what she needs and why she's always tense about certain things. You know, it, it causes us to go deep into unhealthy relationships. And that is something within my life that I really had to recognize and see. I didn't know what my needs or my emotions were. I didn't know what was going on with that. Why did I feel the way I feel because of certain situations? How can I communicate that within the relationship with myself and with other people? Don't I answer that question. Oh, you did. You broke it all the way down. I seen a chart in my mind and I'm like, I can see this on a little um, presentation. <laughs> you broke Good. it down to where we understand. So the bottom line is our needs and our emotions and understanding that so that we will know how to communicate our core values and values to others. Absolutely. Okay. That makes so much sense because I want to touch on relationships too, because a lot of people are in relationships now where they're going through the motion of just feeling emotional, but they can't communicate why they feel like they want to be with someone who makes them feel good. You know, they don't understand the root of this, um, this comfort that they're in. So they don't know, they may not know, like, you know, they may just go along with the whim. Like, even though they really don't like someone, like, for example, they really don't want to be with someone who smokes because of it's like health causes and things they've experienced, or maybe they've been through some traumatic incidents and they just know that they see the red flags, but they still continue to go on in this relationship because they don't know how to communicate or they're not, um, they don't have a good understanding of their values and how to communicate yeah. that to others. So I want to yeah. touch on that. Like, do you have any wisdom in that area for relationships? Yeah, absolutely. So I would absolutely 100% suggest, and I would, I would say, if you are not at a place where you are unable to communicate that to people, I will hold back from being in relationships. Period. And I say that strongly because if you're meeting someone, let's go back to the example with the cigarettes and you say, oh, well, I really like them. This, you know, just don't smoke around me like, OK, that's fine. But then then y'all go out. Let's say you go to a restaurant. Most people, when they smoke, you can't smoke in a restaurant. So they go outside. They come back and you can sense that you know that they smoked. Right. You may smell it on them or an environment. And now you're sitting there feeling uncomfortable. My question to you is, what core values are you dishonoring? You being in this, in that relationship, is that worth is that worth it so much to you that you are going to sit in your space with chair or whatever over the phone while you're texting and have all these negative emotions and all this like feelings of confusion within your body, within your mind because of an individual who's doing that thing. Like that's their thing. That's fine. You smoke, that's your thing. But if that's not yours, you are dishonoring your needs and dishonoring your core values. And going back to that negative quote unquote space, if you are feeling uncomfortable, and if your mind is telling you, 
oh, well, this is what goes on in your family. You don't want to get caught up in that because in, in your brain, you know, our brain could just keep going and going and going. If you don't feel, if you feel uncomfortable, again, if your core value is health, what value is that to you? What value is it that you are you seeking wellness? What value is it for your mental health and your own emotional health? You know, is this person, is this relationship worth you sitting in this negative space where now you're aspiring just so that you can be in a relationship? Right. Is that that's that valuable to you that you have to be in that space? You need to sit back and reevaluate. What are your needs? You need to be in a relationship that will also enhance and be like the icing of your own cake of health and wellness. You need to be with someone else that matches your own values and have and match your own needs, right? Regarding this topic that we're on right now. You know, you have to find those people. A lot of times now we say, I got to find my people. Well, who's your people? People that honor their, their health and wellness. People that respect you enough to not see you as, once you agree to be with someone that is not falling in line with your values, you open a door for them to even see you as, oh, they don't really, they don't really, they're not really for real with what they said. Because the bottom line is, and I'll just, I'll just bring me in it, cigarette smoke gives me headaches, like real quick, real quick. So then that's the choice I have to make, whether you're doing it around me or not, it affects me. So now and I got to feel challenged of, oh, should I tell them that they can't smoke? You know, you can't tell them you can't smoke. You know, you can't. So instead of putting that other individual in that whole cycle of what, you know, how they will start seeing you in this situation, don't put yourself through it. Don't put themselves through it because they have the right to live their life how they choose. And so do you. But will you allow your core values, your non-negotiables to guide your own life? Are you willing to do that? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to touch down on the vulnerability real quick because there's two different types of vulnerability I want to want you to kind of elaborate on. When you talked about vulnerability, you said to be ready to be vulnerable and accept who you are. Now that I just want to clarify that the vulnerability is a personal thing that you want to have with yourself versus allowing your vulnerability to be taken advantage of in a relationship. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think that's important to like elaborate on because some people will say, oh, vulnerability. And sometimes people think it's okay to be vulnerable and let that be taken advantage of when honestly, you know, I've had my own experience of being vulnerable with somebody and getting it taken advantage of. And that then linked to, well, was I confident enough in me to even say no to this person or mm-hmm. confront this person or speak up for myself or reclaim my voice? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So can you go in that area a little bit for us? Yeah. When I talk about vulnerability and just a lot of what I'm talking about regarding reclaiming your voice, it's about you. <laughs> It's solely about you. So being vulnerable means, hey, okay, so I have to look at this uncomfortable emotion that I'm going through. I have to be vulnerable. I have to face myself. Why is this making me feel uncomfortable? Is this make, does it make me feel uncomfortable because this remind me about what so-and-so did to me, what so-and-so said to me? 
right? I have to ask myself the question, okay, if I respond to those two, what changes am I going to be willing to make? How will those changes affect me? Would I no longer, would I lose friends? Would I lose connections? Would I, use, would I lose business um, opportunities? Right? Being vulnerable is, this, is looking within. And, and it is. It's, it's a sacrifice. Sacrificing really what your needs are saying. Because the other thing, too, is regarding needs, it can go both ways. The same as values can go, values can go both ways. It's a lot of our needs that we have that we know is not good for us. But then there are needs that are good for us. So even being in a vulnerable space to look at that and say, hey, I need to be in a relationship. Why? Why do you need to be in a relationship? Okay, I I need to take up for myself. But know your why. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to take up for yourself? Well, because I'm noticing in my relationships that I'm being taken advantage of. Oh, I struggle with saying no. Or... I, I'm, I'm a people pleaser and I'm, I'm codependent with people. Like I know that about myself, right? Knowing, distinguishing also what those needs are and this being honest and real with yourself. And here's something too, is if one of your core values is honesty, can you be honest with yourself? And that's what I mean by your core values first coming from you so that you can give that out to the world. Okay, what are what are the missing needs that you have? Because it's possibly voids too, right? What needs are missing in your life? That's why you feel as though that you should um, deal with relationships that is not good for you, mm-hmm. right? And if those needs... If the majority of your needs are coming from outside, coming in, then you need to really renegotiate what your needs are. You need love, give yourself love. You need attention, you can give yourself attention. You want respect, respect yourself. Right? So when you have those non-negotiables in place, if you dishonor it, is that dishonoring yourself? Yes. Is that causing you to not trust yourself? The very things you want on the outside, give it to you because you can. Because when we are missing those things, now we're looking for for other people. And then that's when they can do the whole, now you're getting manipulated. Now gaslighting is coming in, right? Because those people can see, oh, he or she, they, they not for real. Like they playing around with, they not, they not legit. But the more that we allow our values, our non-negotiables to speak to us and guide us in all the decisions in our lives, you know, I firmly believe that when we're talking about relationships, whether intimate or this other, we can move in a more authentic and vulnerable way for ourselves first. And it's not easy. It's not. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But we can be intentional about it. And the more we are intentional, it'll get better. Amazing. I love it. I love it. And I love how you broke it down as well. Is there any like particular moment in your life that you feel as though a woman right now, thinking of the woman who is at her, in a place of her life where she is just, you know, she really wants to 
change the environment she's in. She wants to change the relationship she's in. And she wants to start to really stand up in her voice and her own identity. And I feel like you understand the the necessary means of discovering who you are so that you can reclaim your voice. And so I want you to kind of like give us an inspirational word or some type of word of wisdom for that woman who is ready for a change, but she's just unsure how to take that first step. Hmm. I would say to that woman, even if you cannot change your environment, allow that environment that you want to change is with you. Right. Because a lot of us, we're in those environments that, you know, whether we might still live at home, we might live with someone and we can't necessarily change our environment. But again, I'm going to keep going back to within ourselves. And when I also say within ourselves, bring God in the equation. Bring him in the work. Bring him in the work. So the first thing that I would suggest is figuring out what your values and your core values are, figuring out what your needs are, figuring out the, the, um, the behaviors that you can pinpoint. Again, it's going to take vulnerability. What are the behaviors within yourself that possibly has caused you to be in the situation that you're in? Now, that's hard talk. But when we're talking about change and moving out of one situation to the next, depending how you are honest with yourself to say, I'm really deep in this thing. How do I get out? You are going to have to sit in that deep place and look at yourself and say, okay, my behaviors has been a little off. I made some choices that I'm not proud of. Why? Because I have to figure out, I don't know what my values are. I don't know what my needs are. Right. And what will, what is also going to be your foundation? Is your foundation faith, right? Bringing all those aspects together and, and lay it out to God and be like, okay, look, this is the situation. Help me through this. What do I need to see about myself? What do I need to see about my situation? Asking God for wisdom and knowledge of how does he want you to come out of this? Because you can, because you can. I looked at my life as being in a pit. And when I was going through the motions of like, I know what I need to do, but I can't figure out how, how do I do that? I saw myself as in a pit and my hand was reached, was reached out of the pit of the opening of the pit. All I wanted was someone to just grab my hand. They didn't necessarily have to yank me out because I think if we want people to pull us out, I think we'll miss that in between. Mm-hmm. If we can just grab and hold on to someone's hand and we take our own tools, meaning our feet, we are, we are you know, holding on to the size of that hole and using that strength within us to come out, right? So that person isn't necessarily pulling us out. Because we need to learn all those things that I've mentioned, ourselves, our behaviors, what our needs are, so that when we come out, the person is just still holding holding our hand and not the one that's telling you how to do it, right? Why you are in that place, 
just dig deep in those in those um in those four areas that I mentioned and have hope to know that you can come out but the journey to reclaim your voice you're going to have to be vulnerable you're going to have to really go deep and really figure out who you are and absolutely give yourself grace absolutely give yourself grace because there are so many things um, with women within our age that we want to have guilt and shame. But those, all those things that, that cause us to make the choices in our lives, we were just going with the flow. That's what our family did. That's what I was taught. That's what the world told me. Give yourself grace so that you can take the time to start over so that you will figure out you yourself, what are the voices, what is the voice that's within you? that you can create, that you can hold on to, that you can rediscover. And again, absolutely have God to tell you, you are valuable. I've always been with you. You are loved. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Bring him in the equation. So while you're getting into those moments of, oh, like, I'm, ugh, I'm looking kind of ugly right now. That was really hard. Allow God to come in and say, but you are valuable. And you are worthy. Let him also guide you with that. That was a big help in my life that Mm -hmm. I had to realize. I've been a Christian for years, since the 90s, the late 90s. But I didn't include God in none of it. I thought I did, but I didn't. The red flags you mentioned before, he gave me red flags plenty of times. I ignored it. I ignored it. I hear what you're saying, but I don't know why you're saying it. Why are you saying it? Because I created you as in my own image, because you are a masterpiece in my eyes. That's why you are more, you are worth more than what you are starting to get yourself into. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. I didn't have that foundation. And I believe a lot of us need to know what our why is. Why shouldn't I be in that relationship? He's nice to me why do I have to not stop talking to my mom because she's, she's toxic. She don't talk to me as, as a, as a human being. Why do I need to do that? Well, your core values and your values will tell you why Mm -hmm. they will guide you in that. Amazing. Amazing. I have just one last question for you. Cause I know like, this is good stuff. I'm learning some good. good I'm so good. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> so I do remember you mentioning like the people pleasing syndrome, like a little bit of that. So like, I think it's also important for us to acknowledge some type of um, some of the signs that will let us know that it's time for us to go into the place of reclaiming your voice. Like if they're people pleasing or um, allow people to take over their conversations or certain things they may not be speaking up on. Um, Can Mm -hmm. you give us a little bit of like, um, what are some signs people should be looking out for within themselves um, when it's when it's like, okay, it's time to reclaim your voice. It's time to start discovering your values and core values. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest thing is that Unfortunately, when we come to a place where we like, can you look in a mirror and say, who are you? You know, if we are unable to see us, if we are seeing someone else, 
it's absolutely time because it's possible that you have lost yourself. Right. When you notice that you have so many people in your ear that's telling you what you should do or what you should not do. And you're just following along because that becomes very overwhelming. Anxiety, right? Depression, right? Why am I feeling so overwhelmed in my body? Because you're not honoring your body. Mm. You know, you're not honoring that. So starting there, if you feel as though that you don't know who you are as far as like you lost yourself, that's one point. Understanding that reclaiming your voice is a journey, but here is as close as you can get to, oh, I think I'm reclaiming my voice. This is what this would look like. When you have more non-negotiables in life than values. So if there's more core values in your life than values, you are on the right road. You are on the right road. Because you you mentioned people-pleasing, and I consider myself a recovering people-pleaser. When, 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 when I went through that path of, okay, I'm a people-pleaser, and I, I noticed that when, if I feel uncomfortable, if I am wrestling with speaking my truth so that I can make someone else feel better, Or if I want to say something, but I know they're not going to agree to it and I'm not going to say anything. There's some people pleasing tendencies in that. There's some codependency going on with that, because if I can't speak my truth Mm. and the reason why I'm not speaking my truth, because I think you're going to come at me, you will be angry with me. You will not love me. You will not support me anymore. That that's a red flag. Right. Because we should be able to do that. We should be able to be healthy enough to say whether I agree with you or not, I still love you and I still support you. We should be able to separate the two. But when we cannot and this is this one lump sum. So now I basically have to live my life for this other person and make them feel happy. Now, in my mind, every decision that I make is for them to be happy. That's the opposite direction of reclaiming your voice. Mm-hmm. Reclaiming your voice is you being able to speak your truth, whether whoever likes it, understanding, understand it, understood it or not. And when the majority of your life says, I never had nothing to say about that. That is a non-negotiable of mine. I am not swaying around with that. If I'm not comfortable with going out to dinner and everyone drinks and I do not, I guess I ain't hanging with y'all in that environment. We can still kick it, but it's not in that environment, mm-hmm. right? Those non, your non-negotiables have to be a huge part of your life. And that you are comfortable with having conversations with people because we have to have conversations with people. Like God created us for relationship, right? When we are still able to be in some hard, difficult conversations, but still have our head up, and our, and our shoulders back and say, girl, I hear you. I get it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's cool, though. But, you know, I still feel the way I feel. And that's OK. That's really OK with you. And you can walk away and feel like, but girl, we cool. We cool. Yep. Yeah, let's, you know, we can just still go. 
that's a relief. Mm -hmm. That's a relief in life. Right. And the journey with that can even still look like, let's say that's not, you're not at that point and you have a difficult um, conversation with someone. You can go home and you could be in your home and you can scream. You could let it out all you want to. Right. That's part of the process. That's part of the process of reclaiming your voice, because after you get those emotions out, ask yourself, did I honor my values and my core values? Did I honor myself? And if I kind of did, I a little bit did, then why didn't you? What happened? What was missing? Just go over that. The next time this happens, it, 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 I'll do better. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that value. Oh, snap. Okay. Just go back to it. Give yourself grace. Right. Give yourself in a journey. Um, and I hope that's helpful because coming out of us of a space of this not being sure who you are, you kind of wavering, right? You're more or less in that value side, right? It, there's, there's too much flexibility. It's too much flexibility, non-negotiables, bringing in your emotions. How are your emotions coming in line with those non-negotiables? And I, and I want to make sure that I, I, I mentioned this too, the closer you get, how do you know is that, so if you have your, your values and your core values in place, just let them guide you. Let's say one of your core values is advocacy whether it's for people or animals, so many people, they are serious about their, their pet babies, right? If you're walking down the street with your fur baby and you see someone maybe like, come on, come on, and like yanking, you set you off, listen. <laughs> or you're a teacher and, you know, teachers wear many hats and they see maybe a parent after a conference, the parent is like fussing at their child and something stirs up in you and you just want to go like, hey, you know, is everything okay? Or you have a student that's struggling with reading and because part of being a teacher, if you're a passionate teacher about just helping your students, you're going to want to find all the resources you can to help your student. Are you going to be able, are you going to see that through with that student? Absolutely. As a teacher, you are there to help your students not only learn the academia, but just finding who they are within, like, how do they learn? Finding those areas that you can go out and you can help your students in different ways. So being an advocate, if that's something that burns inside of you, whether it calls up righteous anger, let it bring up righteous anger. That's a non-negotiable for you. That's a core value. So utilize those, those um, emotions that you may feel as though, mm, I don't really like how this feel. It is your guide to know. And it will continue to be the guide towards you reclaiming your voice. You're going to know that enough is enough. I, I can't do that. I'm not allowing myself to feel that, to experience that. I can still love myself and love other people and be understanding to other people's side while still holding on and having my solid foundation within myself. The more you can walk away, the more closer you get to peace about who you are inside, 
you are on that path to reclaim your voice. And it's, I can speak for myself. It's, it's an amazing space to be. Um, it's not the final destination, right? Because each new cycle and season of your life is, is going to change. You may have to tweak some things, but it's an absolute life journey. And the closer you get, I really believe that you will know because the majority of your life, the majority of your values, excuse me, are non-negotiables. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing and giving us such great insight. And I know this helps somebody out, whether you're male, female, this message was for you today. If you've listened and it caught your attention. So um, for those who are listening, the one who is listening, um, definitely take note if you haven't already um, go and re-listen to this podcast and begin this journey to reclaiming your voice. Um, if someone were, because you're a life coach, if someone were to, um, were interested in knowing more about how they can connect with you, what would that look like? Yeah. Thank you for asking. So I have a podcast. It's called Reclaiming Your Voice. It's on all the directories. And that's a great place to go um, just to find out more about the idea behind core values and values. And I talk about a lot of just um, different topics around that. Um, Yeah, so that's the Reclaiming Your Voice podcast and all the directories. I'm also on Instagram at Reclaiming Your Voice. That's spelled out total Reclaiming Your Voice. Um, and also online, I am at reclaimingyourvoice.com. Um, and that's my website. I, I have my, uh, my coaching on there. I have two packages that you can check out and um, see if you want to work with me and see how I'm your person to help you to reclaim your voice. That'll be amazing. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vernisa. And if I'm um, just, you know, if there's any other thing that you want to share with us that's outside the questions I've asked you, this is your moment to share. Um, I usually do like a memorable moment, something for people to remember you by. So um, if there's anything you want to share with us, any last words of encouragement, um, definitely feel free to share it with us. Oh, yeah. Well, I I guess what I can say and and hopes to encourage your listeners is that healing is hard and healing can get ugly, but it's also beautiful. It's also a new discovery. And whatever direction that you choose to go, whether working with a therapist or working with a coach, just go in it with this full vulnerability and honesty with yourself. Um, because the path to reclaim your voice, it is exciting. And you will discover so many little things about yourself that you never even imagined. Um, all your quirks and, you know, just all your, your, your weirdness. And I, and I say that in, in a good way because we all have, we all were created to be unique and um, embrace your own journey. And know that is yours. Do not compare yourself to other people, but embrace your journey. And while you are embracing your journey, you are embracing yourself. And you can do it. Just go for the beautiful ride that it is and um, take God with you because he got you.
Thank you so, so much. So thank you. This was such an honor. Yes, this is Renisa. Again, her Instagram is Reclaiming Your Voice. And also her website is reclaimingyourvoice.com. So thank you you again so much for joining us today. And also too, if this has been any way beneficial to her, to you, I definitely encourage you to follow her, like really support and go and see what other information she has to offer because this was valuable for us today. And um, also to leave us a comment on Up To Me Radio um, under the post, under the podcast recording. And uh, we would love to hear from you and hear if you have any questions or anything of that sort, let us know in the comments. So thank you all so much for watching, for listening. And uh, we will definitely be back with another episode. Thank you for joining us, Bernisa. Thank you so much. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.